We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. As always, so grateful you're choosing to listen to me and the guests that I get on the podcast. I'm so excited today to have an old guest back, which happens all the time, right? I'm a huge believer in like, let's have lots of conversations with the same people and get out new ways of looking at things. And, and you know, I think one episode with a guest, especially considering my episodes are quite short, don't always give you guys the insight into how much they can really bring to business. And that's why I had to get Harata back on the show. I'm so grateful she's back here. If you didn't listen to our last episode together, then please jump back in and listen to it. She is the founder of Third Space People, a leadership mentor and employee experience strategist, shaking up the way we think and feel about HR. She's an award-winning HR professional who helps drive commercial success by developing confident leaders and reimagining the employee experience. Now, we have a really great chat today, and without further ado, I will jump straight into the episode and stop making you wait for it. So, as I said, if you haven't listened to the last episode, jump back in, listen to the last episode, and all her details can be found in the show notes. Harata, thank you so much for being back on the pod. Hello. I am so honored you wanted me back. (laughs) I'm glad that you've decided to come back because I feel last episode, and if you haven't listened, go back and listen, we really explored not necessarily just marketing, but I feel like the way you design your business Mm. from such a different perspective. Mm. And I think today we're going to go into that a little bit more. I am looking forward to it. Me too. So today (laughs) we've decided to chat about aligning consumer brands with employer brands. Mm. Now I'm, I want you to just lead on this one because I'm excited. Yeah. When you came to me with this idea, I was like, this is brilliant. I love this. This is something that has popped into my consciousness as I have started and grow in my own business and learned more about marketing, which I knew nothing about nine months ago. <laughs> and now you love it. <laughs> and I've noticed that in the world of business, and maybe it's just the content that I'm consuming because it's a pain point for me, I've noticed there is so much effort around your consumer brand and put into your brand voice and the way that that looks and feels for your clients and your customers. And you take that and you apply it to employees because the other side of that conversation that I have with my clients and my community is employing people is more than just chucking up a job ad. And so when you've gone out to employ someone and you're creating a job ad for the first time, it is so much harder than you think. And you are trying so hard to decide what to put into that job ad uh, that often you can either copy and paste or use templates and things can, your, your end product can end up looking, feeling and sounding like not you. Yeah. And it's misaligned with everything else you've got into the world. Which 100%. is so funny because I used to, uh, you'll die when you hear this, I used to do job ads when I worked in small businesses because they'd yeah. be like, yeah, marketing can just manage HR. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand why people think marketing people can just do everything. Like, we're events, we're HR, we're everything for small of business, course. right? Of course. And I would always be like, I don't know how to write a job ad, which is ridiculous because actually, yeah, it really is just the same as asking for your ideal client, is it not? It is exactly that. You're asking You're for your ideal candidate. perspective a little. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, so I, one yeah. thing that I have found that can be a game changer 
in simply finding the right people for your company, because how hard is that sometimes, is really looking at the language that you're using in your job ads, because it does not have to be the same as industry standard. So Mm. if your tone of voice is a little quirky or a little different, or if there are certain words that you use in your consumer brand, 1000% you should be weaving that into your employee brand as well. Because what happens is you portray this version of yourself to your employees. Mm. They take that, they come on board thinking this is what they're going to get. And then you're something slightly different or very different. And that impacts how they then talk to your customers as well. And you almost have to educate twice. Yeah, I love that. Like imagine what, I'm trying to think, why am I having a brain block about what that toilet paper company is called? Oh, who gives a crap? Yeah. Imagine what who gives a crap and like what their ad job ads should read. I have seen some of their job ads and may I say bravo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, but this is a perfect concept of brand alignment. Mm. Because if you're, the other thing about this whole piece is if you're advertising wrong, say you're who gives a crap and you've got the world's most corporate ad, Mm. you're going to employ someone that's deeply offended by the work and the way that you talk. Absolutely. (laughs) Because they're going to be like, I want corporate, I want big four, I want bank, I want finance. You know, like they're going to have this way of mind. And if you want someone fun and funky in a role, well, you're not going to get that through this like traditional standard here's what you get. Here's your mm-hmm. like, you know, you've got to really have your flavor weaved into that ad. And you've got to do it early on because one of the consequences is that you're wasting your time in interviews. Yeah. You're interviewing for an hour and you've got multiple candidates. That's a whole day gone by the time you've prepped, interviewed multiple candidates. You've got to go back and give them feedback. That's a massive waste of your time. So if you're going to do it, Do it right at the very beginning to save yourself that pain. I always bring it down to the same as dating. Oh, yes. Like literally. Great analogy. (laughs) Honestly, I've always, it's so funny. I've always thought about going for job interviews and going on dates as the exact same thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you're being interviewed, you're interviewing someone else at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. But straight away, you already know what your non-negotiables are. Yeah. So why not put that out into the world like straight away? Like treat a job ad exactly the same. Attract the people that you want to attract. If, you, if you're completely active or you're completely, if you're a brand that's really okay with swearing and really okay with being like left of field, offending people, not that I, you know, agree with that. But if that's your brand, if you're yeah. like fully into that, like a Harley Davidson or something, yeah, you are not going to want the bland person rocking up. And also the other thing is then, as we were talking about in last episode, if you're not attracting the right people and you're not creating that culture, you're not going to have good marketing. No. Because our people, our internal marketing is just as important as our external marketing. Absolutely. And that translates across the customer experience as well and links back to them. They don't, if they don't feel like they are at home in your company because there is that misalignment between what they thought they were going to get and what they're getting, then likely they're going to leave because it's not for them and your brand is not their cup of tea. Or they're going to stay, but it's going to cause so much friction between how they like to work and how you expect them to work. Mm. And so that will permeate the types of conversations you have, the pushback, 
the level of pushback, the frustration with processes, it'll affect everything and ultimately impact your culture as well. Yeah. I love that. That's so true. Mm. Love it. Okay. So what are some tips that you would give people if they're trying to align these brands? Mm. I think first of all, it would be to have a look at where you are now and see if there is any incongruence and see if it all aligns. And if it doesn't, then you find those points and you hone in on those. And it's really doing a deep dive on the way that the experience is felt by both your employer and your consumer and making sure that matches obviously to a degree. Yeah. Mm. Now, how would people do that? I would suggest like surveys and things, ask questions. Absolutely. Yep. So surveys, questions, as simple as post interview questions as well, uh, surveys, Mm -hmm. I should say, and identifying a couple of key questions that you might want to ask the candidate when you are having the conversation after the interview, whether you're giving them the job or not, about how they thought of the experience. I've never been asked to do a post-interview survey. And I dare say more often than not, people would be stoked to give their opinion. Either way, good or bad. Yeah, and as a business, do you not want to know? I'd be curious to know how people felt about interacting with me. Yeah, absolutely. Like not just customers because this is the thing. Like imagine post-interview surveys will give you so much gold into your brand Mm. because these people have nothing to lose really by giving you and they're going to probably want to give you feedback. And by doing this as an example of almost taking the narrative and and controlling that around your employee brand to a degree Mm. because if they're not going to have the opportunity to do that here, then they may go to somewhere like Glassdoor and let it it rip there. (laughs) I haven't heard of Glassdoor. What's Glassdoor? Glassdoor is a bit like Seek and you can go, so there's a job board portion and you can go and also leave reviews, anonymous reviews (laughs) of your employer. This is the interesting thing. This is the whole other side to your business, right? Mm -hmm. Because we worry so much about customer reviews. Well, and it's interesting because so many times I was brought on board into businesses to work on their marketing and they did have a real focus on we also know that we need to get our internal marketing better, Mm. which is really like businesses are aware of this. Which is fantastic. We had in one of my last jobs, a whole position dedicated to internal marketing. And we worked really closely together on most HR comms and recruitment comms and um, it made a big difference. Yeah, it really would. And Mm. I think, you know, like we're talking about as if this is a big business this is not just for big businesses. No. This is for like literally one-man bands who mm-hmm. are hiring contractors and things too. Mm-hmm. Because- and as we know, it's really a small industry and yeah. it's your reputation and your yeah. brand. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I cut you off on the tips there. I think there was more coming. Uh, there probably was. <laughs> But I feel like now my, my train of thought is I gone know. and I can't remember. I, I do Just that blame it on the mum brain, okay? Okay, all right. <laughs> I know. I do that to people. I take us on a little tangent and then we end up somewhere <laughs> completely different to where we started. But I feel like that's a good thing. One of the other tips I have slightly related to the last one is uh, when you look at your employer brand, it doesn't just stop when you've hired someone. That, mm. of course, continues all the way through to after someone leaves. And so if you're doing, for example, a post-interview survey for your people who didn't get the job, 
Doing a survey, say three months into someone's job when they've started is also great. And you can ask questions like, is what you're doing what you expected to be doing? Mm. <laughs> and that can also give you insight into whether your employer brand, external employer brand matches your internal employer brand and your culture as a whole. Yeah, I love this. I love the fact that businesses are looking at things like this now because you, I'm sure you're the same. When I was in corporate and in roles, none of this was the thing. Mm. Like, you know, HR was just seen as, you know, the people that employed people, the people that fired people, the people that told you, if you knew you were in HR's office, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh, and that's, that's the biggest narrative that I'm trying to rewrite as yeah. well. And I get where it comes from because as cliche as it sounds, this is all anchored in some sort of truth because mm. people have experienced this before. But one of the challenges that I have is people don't think it's important and yet you get a certain way down your journey and you've got all these problems that you don't even know how they arise. Yeah. arise. yeah. And uh, yeah, I would say from every single business I worked in, I never worked in a business. I loved all the businesses I worked in. I truly did. But I probably didn't work in any business that didn't in some department or across the whole business mm. have issues internally and have, you know, even departmental warfare. <laughs> yeah. Which like some of the places I worked, it was, it was fiery. Yeah. Um, and it can really cause a lot of issues, not least of them just stress. And like, I don't want to yeah. go to work today and deal with that. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> how, how I love the idea of like asking people how they're going. Like yeah. it's such a simple thing to mm-hmm. survey someone and genuinely ask them, hey, you know that job that you got, is it yeah. what you expect? Yeah, or, absolutely. Because moving a job is such a big deal. It's a huge deal. And people want a voice. They want to be heard and they want to know that the work that they do matters. And mm. so by you giving them a platform to share their voice, whether it be a survey or a conversation, is hugely powerful. And one tip that I would have when doing surveys, if it's something that you are currently doing or want to do, is to make sure that you actually do something with the information and communicate that. Because otherwise it can feel like you're always giving this feedback, but it leads nowhere. Or it may lead somewhere, but they just don't know about it because you haven't communicated that. Yeah. And Mm. I think it it creates a beautiful feedback loop of, for marketing purposes, how Mm. you can get the information that they're getting from customers or the the conversations they're having internally. I am such a huge advocate for all the marketing things you're worrying about. Like what message message do people want to hear? What are our customers thinking about? How can we be the top of the industry? All Mm. those answers lie within the conversations that either you or your people are having already with customers. Absolutely. And between each other on the back end, if a customer facing process isn't working on the back end, then that's going to impact the customer and the customer experience and ultimately how you perhaps market that product or service as well. So it's so intertwined, right? Yeah. And building that culture may be seen as a nice to have or the employer brand, employer experience is nice to have, but it's so anchored in everything else we do. Mm, I agree. Totally agree. Could not agree more because I'm like, you've probably heard me. That's probably why we're having this conversation now (laughs) because I am such a huge believer of like internal marketing is what drives 
excellent external marketing. Mm. Like you would find the brands out there that everyone just like, like who gives a crap, for example, or even like, you know, there, there's a lot of other brands out there that have really set themselves aside from the market mm. and that, you know, they're changing they're changing what people think of marketing or they're changing what people think of certain industries. None of those brands are doing that without extremely great internal culture. And like, you may believe that it's just a really good advertising agency doing that for them, or it's a really great marketer, Mm -hmm. but a really great marketer needs a really great team. It's not like, even with my clients, I can only produce good marketing if they're on board. (laughs) And their teams are on board. And their teams are on board. And that is such a great point because otherwise you almost get the sense that you're a fraud if you were that employee. You know, yeah. if I was working for Who Gives a Crap and they had, pardon my pun, but really crap internal marketing, I'd be like, <laughs> who am I working for? This yeah. isn't true. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you would want to go to the public and be like, hey, by the way, they're full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like the crap and shit thing here. It's a good theme. I don't know why the who gives a crap was just embedded in my brain, but I think it's because like they really do stand out. Like They really do. Well, thank you so much for joining us again today. I think, you know, this is not something that you just need to think. This is something you need to get right from day one. Mm-hmm. But even if you're at, you know, you've been going for three, four, five years in business and you've got huge teams, there's mm-hmm. never a wrong time to start doing this work. There's never a wrong time. And the thing that I would always say is it doesn't sound as complicated as it may seem. Yeah. You just have to partner with someone who knows what they're doing, exactly like marketing. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Don't, you know, don't think it is. I mean, I always say that about marketing too. Marketing strategy sounds all, all, you know, exciting Mm -hmm. and like this document that's on a shelf, but it's not. It's actually that it's the day-to-day stuff. It is. Yeah, it really is. It's the habits yeah. that we form within our business, right? Yeah. And the exciting thing is, and the thing that I have found in how I've upskilled myself, especially in the realm of marketing, is that it makes my life so much easier and so much more stress-free. I have so much more clarity and confidence, but also capability, three Cs, <laughs> that it is almost like a no-brainer. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad you said that because I often say to people, oh, I'm not really in the game of marketing. I'm in the game of just helping people have confidence in their own business. Yeah. yeah. God, we took a full tangent again. <laughs> Sorry, I do this. This is a back problem. <laughs> Everyone that listens is like, we're used to you doing this. Why are you I love it though now? because it's a real conversation, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to put all your details in the show notes so that people can find you. Um, I think that, you know, yeah, depending, regardless of the size of your business, this is the stuff that you need to be getting right. Mm, so absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. It's been a blast. So glad you're back. <laughs>